It's a gospel on the radio talk show. A show about dreams and visions and a church that is indeed triumphant, alive, and well. For the church triumphant is alive and well. Hello, Tallahassee. This is the Gospel of the Radio Talk Show. I'm Pastor Jack King. I am your host, and I am always just excited about Sunday mornings to be able to be here with you and spend a full hour just talking about the church. As I say, we talk about dreams and visions and a church triumphant, alive and well. We just talk about God's church and his glorious kingdom and uh, just a wonderful reality to know that we can be a part of God's eternal kingdom as he has established his church, the bride of Christ. And today we're going to talk about that because as usual, there's something on my mind and I like to share these things with you. Now we do interviews on the show and, and I'd love to be able to interview you. If you're involved in uh, Christian ministry in some capacity, why don't you give me a call? Let me get you on the show. We'll pre-record the show and have it ready for Sunday morning. You can call me at area code 850-567-1703. And, um, well, like I say, usually Tuesday evenings are my favorite time to do it, but not always. And uh, we'll come into the studio, take you probably a couple of hours. We'll get the show ready. We'll talk about your passion for the things of God. And, uh, well, the Big Bend area of Florida and South Georgia and the people listening on the Internet, they need to know all about it because if you're passionate about it, it's something that needs to be told. And if we don't tell it, then who's going to tell it for us? And uh, sometimes when other people start trying to tell our story, it doesn't always come out real good. So it's probably a good idea for you to call me and let's let you tell the story about what God is doing in your life, the ministry that he has called you to do. Air code 850-567-1703. Now, I have a few rules that we've had on this show from the time that I started it way back in 2002. It's simply this. We don't talk sports here. We don't talk politics. We don't talk doctrine, but we do always speak well of one another. And that has served us very, very well over all these years. Now, you can find these shows on the podcast. This will be show number 1069 if you want to share it with a friend or go back and listen to it again. Now, when you listen on the podcast, you won't get the music. And uh, days like today when it's just me in the studio, I'll play a few songs. Now, today, the songs that I've picked out are very intentional because uh, – my passion and concern is always the church. And, of course, to me, when I talk about the church, I'm talking about God's kingdom. I'm talking about relationship with God, Christ Jesus, all related to his church that he has established and commissioned in this church age in which we are living. But I'm somewhat... Uh, shall I say, disturbed by things that seemingly are not as they should be 
in the day and age in which we're living. And uh, I'm thinking back to our experience here just a few years ago and following through with uh, the introduction of the COVID and uh, how that that just shook, just shook the nation. And we were told you can't go to church. You can't church. Close them up. No church. Well, I'm thankful that I live in Florida and uh, our governor, he didn't see it that way. And he, he told us that, uh, that we were essential. And so we were allowed to remain open. Some states, some cities, churches were closed for a long time. And then also I know of a lot of churches that just chose to close up. And, uh, well, the thing is, is what's happened is that people stopped going. And uh, I'm, just, I'm just astounded at the number of people that I'm running across that, uh, well, they, they were just regular church people. They just never missed. And now they don't go to church at all. And whenever I hear that, I'm just stunned. I'm going, how can this be? Well, you see, this is where I'm, where I'm driving to with my point here. That if the church is weakened and damaged, then how are we ever going to be the light in this present time that so desperately needs the light? Because there's crazy things going on in this world that the church should be resisting and standing against, but for some reason or another, it just doesn't seem to be happening. And we're just kind of folding up our tents and going home. And as I said, some people have just dropped out altogether. And if you're not a part of a church and a church family, and then how are you going to be able to, to band together and pray and seek the face of God about troubled times? Well, that's why <laughs> churches are important. And Christian believers need to be a part of a church family. And that church family well, just church just means so much, and there's so many different aspects of church. And to me, it's family. To me, it's it's where I go to relate to the God that I serve. It's where I hear instruction from the Word of God, and uh, it's just <laughs> just marvelous. So I'm gonna play you a song. And uh, this is a song that uh, I've played on the music show, the Saturday Night Gospel Sing. I'll tell you more about that in a few minutes uh, quite often. I heard it there around the first of uh, last year. Uh, it's by the Gaither Vocal Band, and it's called This Is The Place. And I'm just kind of setting it up for you because in this song, it just talks about church and what church is about. And that's why I just fell in love with the song when I heard it. And I said to my wife, we were at the concert over at All Nations Church, and we first heard it. I said, that's the way I want church to be. 
because he talks about so many things. So, like I said, I'm going to play you the song, and then we'll talk about it. I just appreciated the song because it talks about different aspects of the church and and how it just functions as a, a place where families come together, talks about weddings and funerals and, and all the different aspects of church life that's so involved. So if you're on the outside, you're not experiencing this. And uh, I know people who a lot of times, and uh, well, something happens in their family life, they don't have a pastor. And of course, as a pastor myself, I've been many, many times that people have come to me who uh, they don't go to a church, they don't go to any church, but they know me for do business or, or whatever, and uh, they'll call me or come by and see me or maybe just see me out someplace, and they'll ask me if I would do such and such a thing for them, and, and I, I generally do because I'm here to serve and, and uh, have a heart to serve, and so I'm willing to help. I've done weddings for people that don't go to church. I've done uh, funerals for people who don't go to church um, because, well, this is an opportunity for me to, to touch their lives in some way, but I find it to be a shame that, that they're not involved in the church themselves and don't have a pastor. I get calls from time to time. Uh, somebody tell me, well, so-and-so, they're in the hospital. They're not doing well. They don't have a pastor. Would you go visit them? Done it many, many times. And, uh, well, the thing is, church life is important. And it's also a blessing. Now, this is coming from the perspective of a person who has been in church all my life. And even though I have uh, was in the military, moved a little bit. I really haven't really moved around all that much. But, but wherever I am, I'm going to find a church. And uh, it wouldn't matter to me. If I said, well, I'm only going to be in the town for two weeks. Well, I'm going to find a church when I'm there. <laughs> and uh, I remember one time, it's been years ago. Uh, this is back when uh, they had Highlight. You remember Highlight? Uh, it's some type of a game. And they had it over around Grand Ridge, over in that area, right across the Apalachicola River. And there was this young man who he followed the highlight. In other words, he would be working at uh, that one of those facilities for a while and then move him someplace else. He was only in this area for a very short period of time. I'm talking about maybe two weeks. But he came to our church. I don't know how he found our church, but he did. He showed up. And I'm telling you what, that young man got so involved in two weeks <laughs> I'll never forget that. I don't even remember his name. But I just remember he made such an impression on me because everything we did that he could attend, and I'm talking about driving all the way over from Grand Ridge. I mean, he, he showed up and he got involved. And I admired that so much. He wasn't intimidated. He, he, it wasn't like, oh, I don't know anybody there. I mean, with just a little bit of time, he knew everybody and everybody knew him because he had a heart to serve and he... Well, she's, and basically he said, well, while I'm here, 
this is my church. Well, see, here's the thing about it, is it? We're all a part of the body of Christ. And it isn't like, oh, I'm only a part of the body of Christ when I'm in this particular building with this particular church family. No, I'm a part of the body of Christ wherever I go. And uh, when I went to Africa, and we were there for about 12 days, and we visited a lot of little churches, I felt right at home wherever I went because it may be a bush church in Africa, but it's a part of the family of God. That's my church. I'm a part of that family. I'm a part of that church family. That's the way I feel about church. Now, I mentioned a few minutes ago, there are crazy things going on in this world. Now, I'm pushing the age factor a little bit. <laughs> I've lived a few years. I've never seen such craziness in my life. Driving down the road, listening to the radio, and a particular talk show, and I listen to a lot of different talk shows. And the host, somebody you'd know if I told you who it was, was talking about uh, things that are happening in our public schools. As a matter of fact, here in the state of Florida, our governor is taking a stand against these things being taught to. Uh, <laughs> now, I want to explain something to you. I'm a layman in in these things. I'm not a politician. Uh, I don't do politics on this show. Um, I hear things. I, I filter everything through my family and my church. I'm talking about, again, when I say church, I'm not talking about just the church that I pastor, but I'm talking about the church of the body of Christ. How does it affect the church? This show, I've said this to you many, many times, this show is all about the church. Always has been. This has been my theme. We talk about the church and how it affects the church. And so I'm driving down the road and I'm listening to this. I can only listen to it for just a little bit. I couldn't, I couldn't handle it. It was so over the top. And I'm not talking, I'm not criticizing the person who was given the information because the information he was given were things that he was reading from materials that are being taught to these children. But it was so, I mean, it was just unbelievable. I finally just had to turn it off. I said, uh, where's one of my Saturday Night Gospel Sing CDs? And I stuck that in there. Because I just could not believe what I'm listening to and what I'm hearing and understanding that this is what our governor and, and the legislature here in Florida is coming against to try to stop this in our state. Now, you say, well, Pastor, what about Leon County? I don't know. I don't know what we're teaching in Leon County. I'm going to find out. 
and, and I can do that very easy because I have uh, children who have children in public school. And I have teachers in my family. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be doing some some questioning about these things because I want to know. But let me give you this to you from uh, the heart of a of a parent and a granddaddy. That, that's what they call me. I'm I'm, I'm granddaddy. <laughs> I'm telling you what. I love. These grandchildren of mine, and we got a bunch of them. <laughs> and, uh, but the little boys, the little girls, oh, they're just so precious. You just, you just don't, well, you don't know my heart, but uh, I just love them. And I, and I just love being with them and watching them, watching them grow up, watching their lives. We've got two, uh, two year olds and a little boy, a little girl. And, and they've been raised because they're cousins, but, but they've been together a lot over the years and they just love each other. And, uh, every time that, uh, like the little boy came to, to grandma and, or not grandma, oh, don't say that. <laughs> Nana and granddaddy's house and she's looking for, or he's looking for his little girl cousin. He just figures if he's going to granddaddy Nana's house, then, then she must, be there. I'm not using names here. So anyway, he was disappointed that she wasn't there. But I, family night is very important to us. And I'm sitting there in the recliner and I'm just watching these two precious little children playing with one another. Just playing. Now, the little girl, she's, uh, she's kind of bossy. For a two-year-old, it's pretty amazing. <laughs> and and the little boy, he's just sweet, and and uh, he just loves her, and he just does what she says. <laughs> and I'm just watching them play, and I'm just seeing the innocence, and my heart is just melting because I just love them so much. And then listening to this man on the radio talking about what they may be being taught in our public schools that we're paying for, that we don't have a choice to pay for, because they take it, if, they, if, if I don't pay money so that these schools can operate, they're going to confiscate my property. I don't have a choice but to finance this kind of thing. Well, let me tell you something. I'm just sounding the alarm here. If you and myself, if we don't know what's going on, we better find out what's going on. And we need to start showing up at some of these school board meetings we better know what's going on because there's things going on that I have a feeling that you wouldn't be happy about and I know I'm not happy about because this is, this, these are things that are affecting my church life because it's in direct conflict to what I would preach and teach from my pulpit 
and direct conflict with my family. So, let me go back to my, (laughs) where I started here. This is why church is so important. Because our churches need to be a voice in our community. Our churches need to be aware and we need to be influential in our communities. And so if our churches are not, if our people are being absent from the church, then how are we going to be the voice and the influence that we should be? You see. Now, going back to my childhood, (laughs) I grew up in a small little church in rural Kentucky, a little little village that basically you just drive through it, (laughs) and they had that much going on there. Used to years and years ago, there was a bank. I think it went went bankrupt in the depression. And there used to be a, a flour mill there. It's closed. And I think there was a tobacco warehouse there for a while, but it's, it's no longer there. So there's nothing there. There's, there's not even a convenience store left anymore. It used to be a school. I went to school there in that little village. That closed in 1964. But the little church is still there. And uh, that church helped shape me as a human being. It helped shape me as a Christian, as a pastor, as a dad, as a granddaddy. A church had a tremendous influence in my life. A little rural church in Kentucky. And you see, that should be the story all across the land. These little churches, big churches that affect our lives and a part of our community. And that's why I'm just saying church, (laughs) church needs to be family out of friends, the right hand of fellowship. I, I just love that little song. Bradley Walker, but listen to what he's talking about here. He said the right hand of fellowship, family, out of friends. You know, I've known people who were lonely. They were lonely. They, they live in, in, a, in a world that's just kind of, they've just lost contact with the world and they're just lonely. And uh, I think, well, why don't you get involved in a church? Because when you get involved in a church, it really is like becoming a part of a family. Now, I've been pastoring the same church now. We're getting, I think, 43 years. And uh, and basically what's happened over those 43 years, I've told people, I said, now, uh, Tammy and I, we, we haven't moved. The church has moved. In other words, pastoring the same church we certainly aren't pastoring the same people because, of course, uh, over 43 years, uh, a lot of our church family has gone to heaven. 
And so, but other people have come in. And it just amazes me how quickly people can acclimate in our little congregation because we're loving and we're accepting. And you come three or four Sundays and you're pretty much part of the family. And uh, that's just a love. And we cherish one another. We love one another. We, we serve one another. And we have a good time. We have services. In our, in our service time, we get very serious about our prayers and our praying for people. And when the word of God comes forth, our people enjoy listening and hearing the word of God. But then other times, we just have good fellowship. We enjoy one another. And that's what church life is about. And the influence in the lives of children. I told uh, my congregation this couple Sundays ago, growing up in that little church in Kentucky, one of the things that made a tremendous impact in my life was every three or four Sundays, the men of the church would get up in front and sing. They'd sing an old hymn or something. And uh, it probably wasn't exactly on tune or anything else. But I'm a little boy, and I'm sitting there in a pew watching, watching this. And I knew a lot of those men because they were farmers, uh, men who worked hard. They worked out in the sun. But they were up there singing. And you think that didn't speak to a little boy? about how important church was, how important God was to those men. It spoke volumes to this little boy. And you see, those type of influences are so powerful and so important in the lives of children watching. You see, Little boys need to see men involved because so often it becomes very, very feminized because only the women are the ones that are in the presence because where are the men? Where are they? Where are some of these dads? Well, you tell me, says, well, I'm, I'm out hunting or I'm fishing because this is the only day I get to relax. Well, I'm telling you that you are making some real bad choices that are going to affect your family. And uh, church should be a priority. And you know, that's just, again, this is coming from me. I'm, I'm, a, I'm an old-fashioned dude, but uh, I've been doing this for a long time. And it serves, or has served me well. And, um, well, <laughs> let me just play you another song because, uh, well, I know that uh, if you're listening to this on the podcast where we're not playing the music, you're not going to 
fully understand what I'm talking about because you don't hear the words or you won't hear the words in the podcast to the song. But in this song, is it's a song by Exodus. It's just a tell me, tell me again. And it just talks about the, the things a, a child would learn in church about um, the Exodus, how that uh, God led the children of Israel out of out of Egypt, and and all the different aspects of the Bible stories. And one of the lyrics it says, "And I learned this all at the little church down the road." <laughs> and uh, I usually say this whenever whenever I, I play this song on the Saturday Night Gospel sing. Is it? I pastor that little church down the road, and uh, teaching children the stories of the Bible and the principles of the Bible is very important and uh, something we do in our little church down the road. But these little churches down the road have influenced a nation and uh, a nation that has become strong and powerful but is kind of teetering on its axis right at the moment because there are influences that are trying to become dominant in our society. And you see, because I'm getting up in age, see, I remember how all of this transpired. See, I'm a, I'm a child of the 60s. <laughs> I was born in the 50s, but I was a teenager in the 60s. As a matter of fact, when, when we uh, went to our 45th high school reunion and uh, the DJ that was playing music, he was playing music from the 70s because we I, was, I graduated in 1970, so he was playing music from the 70s. And I had to go up and say, uh, don't mean to tell you how to run your business here, but uh, you're playing the wrong kind of music. He said, well, this is 70s music. I said, yeah, but we graduated in 70, but we went to school in the 60s. <laughs> but here's my point. This is the uh, uh, what they call the sexual revolution. And all of a sudden, the morals and standards that have been taught by the church through all these years were beginning to be questioned. And now... It's gone so full circle now that it's just become, just as I said, as I listened to this gentleman on the radio the other day as I'm just driving down the road, I just had to turn it off because I could not fathom that we've gone this far. And it's time, church, it's time for resistance. Now, I'm not talking about violence. Please don't misunderstand me. I'm a very non-violent person. But I do believe in taking a stand and giving a voice. As I am doing here today on this radio broadcast, I'm simply saying, church, it's time for us, first of all, to get serious about church. Being a church, supporting our church, and it's time for the puppets of America to become influential once again. Speaking 
truth. And being willing to stand, even against big organizations who, uh, well, <laughs> say, uh, the guise of entertaining children, and an organization that has such influence in the lives of children to be supportive of the things that I'm hearing described to me tells me I don't want to be a part of that. And truth being, in all candor and honesty, I never really have been. My wife and I, one time, this was years ago, back in the 80s, we we uh, were on our way to uh, some church conference, and uh, so we decided to stop through, and uh, it was during the winter time, and everything was closed. It was a place was supposed to be open, but every event was closed, and they had a sign that says, "This event is closed for your future enjoyment." <laughs> we seen that sign everywhere, so we really didn't get the full experience. And then during the the eighties, when the our children were small, uh, because of the uh, uh, Pastor Wilder from Mississippi was leading a boycott concerning pornography, and somehow or another Disney was uh, involved in that, so we joined the boycott, so we didn't take our children there when they were young, and so I've never been back, and I don't really know that much about it other than what I described. Now, my children have been, uh, they've gone on their own, but I don't want to be a part of something like that. If this is if this is the standard, and this is what they would would have my grandchildren to see, I don't want to be a part of that. I, I won't support it. Now, we took our children to Six Flags, and we took them to Kings Island, and uh, we took them places. But here's the thing: is that it's just time for the church to be the church. And uh, as I said, a place of, of love, a place where we grow in our faith, a place where we enjoy fellowship one with another, love one another, but also a place that is committed to morality, committed to the things of God and a place that's a monument, a monument to our faith and our commitment to who God is and the importance of God in our lives and the influence in the lives of our children and I can't think of a whole, whole lot of things in my life that's more important to me than to see these grandchildren of mine grow up loving God and having a godly influence in their lives. And that they grow up being healthy, both physically, mentally, and emotionally. And some of the things 
that was described to me, again, just as I'm listening to this on the radio, I can't see how anybody could say that that could be emotionally beneficial to any child, to any child. It was very disturbing to me as an adult. You can imagine how this would affect just a small child and the innocence, the innocence of a child. Well, let me just tell you, if you just tuned in, I've been uh, <laughs> I've been on my stump here this morning. Uh, pastor Jack King, I am the pastor of Freedom Road Christian Ministry, 720 Capital Circle Northeast at a storefront church there. We meet at 11.05 on Sunday mornings, and we'd love to have you as a part of our meeting today. You've got plenty of time to get there. Time this show's over, you can listen to the rest of the show and still have plenty of time to get there. If you are on Capitol Circle heading toward Park Avenue and you've crossed over Easterwood Drive there where you go into Tom Brown Park, you're close. Just a little bit past that. Look for our sign on the right-hand side of the road and join us at 1105FRCM.US. That's the, that's the website. You can go there and check it out. And also, don't forget to join me every Saturday night for the Saturday Night Gospel. Sing a full hour of the best music, <laughs> best music of the land, Southern Gospel style. Full 60 minutes. <laughs> That's here on 94.1, 7 o'clock. And then Monday through Friday, I do a daily broadcast, the gospel on the radio broadcast. It's a daily Bible teaching of the Word of God, 11 o'clock here also on 94.1. So that brings you up to speed on all of that. So let's play another song. This is uh, called The Old White Church by a local group here from over in Hotsford. Well, the, the good thing about that is that uh, I had uh, Judge Hotsford, who was the singer there, and uh they came on the talk show and told me all about it. They said the Historical Society came in and restored that old church. And I'm so happy about that. I told him, I said he needed to sing a uh, sequel to that song about uh, restoration. <laughs> anyway, that's just good. But see, preacher preached about God's love, abundant blessings from above. That's church church life and uh, just the joys of being a part of a church family. So I'm just telling you, if you're outside of church, you're a believer, you need to get back in church. And uh, there's a lot of good churches in Tallahassee. And of course, <laughs> I'm, I'm saying if you don't feel comfortable somewhere else, come to Freedom Road. We'll make you feel comfortable because we like to do that. We love people and uh, love family that will make you part of the family but just get in church and uh, the church needs to rise up we need to become that that steady voice you see I believe for too long we've been intimidated because people start making fun and that, that's how voices are silenced is because people begin to uh, 
ridicule and and make fun of. And then you just kind of draw up in your little shell and then you don't want to be noticed. But we need to be noticed. And again, see, I'm not talking about violence. Please make sure you understand that. I'm just talking about just being a steady voice. And I'm not talking about even being vulgar or anything else. Just being a steady voice for truth. And just standing on biblical principles. And making sure that we represent the Lord well. But that we be a voice that just speaks out and says, no, this is not who we as a church want to be influencing our children. Because just people say, well, well, just put your put your kids in Christian school. And I'm not opposed to that, but it's very expensive. When you're already paying for the public schools. And then the people say, well, you don't have a right to speak. I said, yes, we do. Because, like I told you earlier, they're going to make you pay for them whether you want to or not. And so we should have a voice. And we should know. We should know what's being taught. And if it's things that are, like I say, what I heard on the radio there is just plain old immoral. And um, it's just so inappropriate. And I'm just stunned. I'm just stunned that even the very suggestion that some of these things would be taught to small children. And, uh, well, I'm just very thankful that uh, we have a governor that uh, he's leading the way and uh, he's leading the legislature into doing right things. We need to stand with him. He said, oh, Pastor King, here you go getting political. <laughs> no, I'm just supporting what's right and people who stand for what's right. Because if we don't stand, church, we're going to lose this thing. And the price is very, very dear. And I'm not willing to pay that price. So I'm just speaking out as a preacher of the gospel because my my heart is in the church and families and for the strength of families, that our families would be strong. And see, our, our nation is only as strong as our families are. And uh, if we're allowing outside uh, voices to become the influence to our children, then we're going to lose our uh, identity of who we are. So first of all, let's let's get back in church if you're outside of church. And if you're a person and you're just a pew warmer, you need to you need to refocus that. Because every little church, and like I say, I pastor a small church, and our need for volunteers and for people to take the reins and help lead, that need is dire. That's, 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 that's such a tremendous need in a small church. 
We don't have the funds to pay people to do everything that needs to be done. And if you're thinking, well, they don't need me. Yes. Yes, we do. We need you to be able to just take some time and say, okay, church, I want to I serve. Show me what I can do and how I can help. And then, of course, we, we've got to make sure we finance them. Uh, the Bible talks about supporting the, the local church. And so we need to make sure that we're, we're being faithful to these things, that our churches continue to grow and prosper and be the influence to our families that it needs to be. So listen to the words of the preacher. And the Bible talks about the, the wisdom of the gray hair. Well, I'm, I'm past the gray hair. I'm at the white hair stage now, but it still works. <laughs> and what I'm telling you is true. What I'm telling you is to the benefit of your own family, that we need, to, first of all, get in church, support our church, and then we need to be a voice as a body of Christ to say no. We're going to stand against these things because they're outside of the very heartbeat of God. And we're not going to allow these things to become the influence to our precious little children. <laughs> and, uh, and if you're like I am, my goodness, my heart just, my heart just, it just melts. <laughs> it just melts. When I, when I'm around my grandchildren because they just they just bless me so much. But I know I'm not alone. I know you're the same way. We want the best for them. But there are those who do not, in my opinion, have the best thing for your children, but they have an influence in their lives, and we've got to stand against that. Well, I've said a lot today. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I thank you, Lord, for an opportunity to speak out. Father, I pray over this radio audience. I pray, God, for them. I pray, God, that you'd bless them. Lord, I pray that we would all grow in our faith and in our walk and our commitment to the kingdom and the body of Christ. And Father, I pray for our churches today, for our pastors, Lord, that our pulpits would ring out. Father God, we'd speak truth. Let your anointing come forth. Father, we pray for peace around the world. We pray for America. We pray for our country. And Father God, I pray for peace in the city of Jerusalem and in the nation of Israel. These things we pray in Jesus' name. And until next Sunday morning, may the Lord bless you.